The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How am I now? Well, I've never been anything but honest and upfront during this podcast. Um, how I feel about certain games, how I feel about certain people, how I feel about certain coaches, certainly how I feel about certain officials. And I'm, I'm struggling right now to even really process that game. The, the last 24 hours as a Montreal Canadiens fan has been tough. Um, we lost Guy Lafleur, and I mean, how much tougher can this season get? Like they've, they're having one of the worst seasons in club history. We're talking over a hundred years, and as they come to the end of this terrible season, over a hundred years, one of the worst they've ever had, we lose Guy Lafleur one of the players who authored the greatest season in the history of the Montreal Canadiens in 1976-77. Arguably the greatest team ever assembled. I think most people would agree that that team was the greatest ever assembled. And realistically, the Canadians of the 70s, a a dynasty that will remain unparalleled, nobody's going to touch that. And he was the key player for them. And it's it's tough. I don't really have much to say about that particular game. I mean, the Habs went down 5-1 to the Ottawa Senators. Um, they, they fought back. They made a game out of it a little bit. Uh, you know, final score 6-4 for the Ottawa Senators, for those who didn't watch it. Um, I don't really have it in me to, to recap that game. I mean, it was it was tough to watch, but realistically I, I couldn't even properly focus on it I'm still trying to process you know the loss of Guy Lafleur I mean I didn't even watch that man play hockey professionally anyways I saw him play in a few old timers games um, you know well after he had retired but he was before my time but I grew up on Guy Lafleur stories my father and all of his brothers grew up in Montreal throughout the 70s, and that was part of how I became a Habs fan, was being a kid and hearing the stories from my family about how great those 70s Canadians were. And most of the time, when you're hearing stories about those 70s Canadians, you hear a couple of names over and over, Lafleur being one of them. 
it's tough. Shout out to the Ottawa Senators. Um, their organization, I think they did a pretty nice tribute to him before the game. Um, I I had low expectations. So I think most people have low expectations when it comes to that organization in general, but I thought they did a good job, um, and I commend them for it. Uh, I thank them for taking the time to honor one of the greatest players to ever lace up a pair of skates. And when you see a 6-4 to four game like that, you know, sloppy as, as it was at times, you know, Carey Price not having his best game. But when you see a game like that and you see fast-paced hockey, when you watch the NHL in general right now, you should be saying thank you to people like Guy Lafleur. I said this when I did my interview for City News yesterday. I don't think we have the NHL that we have today without those 70s Canadians. I'm not the first person to say that. The 70s Canadians, the main competition that they had was the Broad Street Bullies, the Philadelphia Flyers of the 70s, who were just, you know, they were gooning it up, right? And it worked. I think the Flyers got, what, two cups in that decade too. But which team won the decade? Which team took over? The Montreal Canadiens in large part due to Guy Lefler. Yes, he had help. Um, you know, those teams had Larry Robinson. They had Steve Shutt. I mean, those teams, those Sam Pollock teams were some of the best teams ever assembled. 76-77, Montreal Canadiens, arguably the best hockey team ever assembled. And you can throw in some of the international teams. Some of the Team Canada's would have a tough time up against that 76-77 Canadians team. And he had a lot of help. Like Guy was not alone on those 70s Canadians teams. I mean, I maintain that Steve Shutt, his number should be retired, should be up in the rafters in the Bell Center. Nobody should be wearing that number anymore because of what he did alongside Guy Lafleur. Um, Larry Robinson. I mean, they had the big three on that team. They had Guy Lapointe. They had Serge Savard. I mean, those 70s teams were beastly, but they wouldn't have been what they were without Guy Lafleur. And <laughs> you, you want to talk about his impact, how he was remembered in Montreal. I mean... The way he left the team was not great. I mean, it it left a bad taste in some people's mouths. But as much as people made a big deal about the whole affaire Lafleur with his contract and everything and going into retirement, when he came back, just do yourself a favor if you haven't seen this before and go to YouTube right now. Stop listening to me. As soon as I finish telling you, go to YouTube and just put in Guy Lafleur returns to the Montreal Forum. And there's a game in 1989 when he came back as a member of the Rangers. And he scored two goals against the Montreal Canadiens, against Patrick Roy, who was already at that point like the new Quebecois hero. And 
for both of the goals, the forum absolutely explodes. And Dick Irvin Jr., I think, was calling the game in English. And I believe that's what you, that's the first video that you'll find if you Google it. Or go on YouTube, sorry. And he says himself, he said, I've never heard this building that loud for goals against the Montreal Canadiens. And we're talking about the forum, the cathedral. Like, this guy was so revered, it remains so revered, that I think three years ago I went to a game where he came out before the game. He didn't even drop a ceremonial puck or anything. He just walked out of the tunnel and waved to the fans. And all you could hear throughout the Bell Center was a unanimous gee chant. Everybody chanting his name. And probably most of them, like me, never saw him play live. I mean, we're, we're, we're never going to see another player like him. In the history of this franchise, we, we probably won't. We might. We could hope so. I mean, you know, get the first overall pick this year. Maybe you get Shane Wright. Maybe Shane Wright pushes himself into that conversation. But that's a tough conversation to get into. We've seen some legitimate superstars come through this city who who aren't in that conversation. You know, Saku Koivu comes to mind. Revered player in Montreal to this day. Anybody who's a fan of the Montreal Canadiens is a fan of Saku Koivu. I don't think he gets the same, you know, reverence that Guy Lafleur got and continues to get. Like, this is a major loss for this franchise. And um, as a result, I, I can't even properly focus on, on that game. I mean, I hope I can focus a little bit more on tonight's game. Uh, I say tonight because obviously I'm posting this podcast a little bit late. And the Habs are playing the Bruins at home on Sunday night. So l- let's just hope that they have a better effort as a team in front of a Bell Center crowd when you know prior to that game they're going to be chanting Guy and they're probably going to be chanting Guy at multiple times throughout that game. I just hope that there's a bit of a better result because we all kind of need that. I think we all need just one good game from them. And they, they didn't give us that against Ottawa. And I'm not... Again, I don't want to recap it. I'm not upset about it. It is what it is. Um, I think the defensive zone coverage was bad. I think Carey Price had a rough night. I said that before. Um, but let's just hope Sunday night against the Bruins. Let's give one good game there, and let's give that one for Guy. We can throw away the one in the, in the nation's capital because that's not that's not where he made his... Uh, his name he made his name here in Montreal so when we come back to Montreal on Sunday night let's make that for him I'm going to cut it off there uh, I'm running what well close to 12 minutes so soirée pas mal typique pour les employés de soutien we're on 
Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at again. Please drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, until later today, I love you. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.